I punched a wall playing that game, and that wall was made out of concrete. So what does that tell you? Ride him, cowboy. Listening to a fistful of pixels with your hosts, Mike Bachman, Taylor Bliss, Wesley Johnson, and special guest Adam Bash from Splitkick.com and the Fall Damage Podcast. Sorry, I was uh I, I got downstairs and as soon as you called me, all of a sudden I hear my wife like upstairs and she goes, Adam <laughs> upstairs. My son is puked all over. Each week, they take listener-submitted titles and turn them into the next great video game. Super Haberdash HD. Submitted by Agrocrag. So, okay, what was haberdash- haberdashery again? That is a place that sells hats. Okay, so haberdashery is a place that sells hats. What would super haberdash hd be then the thing that uh the thing that confuses me about super haberdash hd is it's from two completely different eras right you have the era of the super nintendo where every single game had super before it and now you've got this like this new era where everybody's taking old games and remastering them into hd versions so maybe it's Um, an ironic statement mm -hmm. it is a it is a hd remake of a game that never existed Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of a, a good tie-in though. Like uh, we could actually tie this in. It could be about the shop that makes Professor Layton's hat. <laughs> or Henry and Henry Hatsworth's hat. All the right. famous hats. Yeah, it could be like a, a a shop where other video game characters come to buy their hats. So that, oh, that, that can get a lot of crossover action going there. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. The, what well, I think the, the they nice... could stay in business just from the Mario universe. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I think the cool thing about that is that is that there's tie-ins, but you don't really know what the tie-ins are until you make the correct hat, right? So you design you design all these different hats, and then, um, like, say you're like, well, I wonder if Mario is a tie-in to this game. So you de- you design a hat that looks like Mario's hat, and if he comes in, you know, then you're right. So you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes they do, like, there's a Professor Layton versus... Uh, versus Phoenix Wright game coming out. So you know right. what that you know what that tie-in is. But this is a game where you don't know what the tie-ins are before you buy the game. Yeah. So you, and I like I, maybe we make the hat making time sensitive because I like to stress the dash part of this. Mm-hmm. So like it's a play on words and, and on the cover art we could like have dash be in a different font and right. like, maybe, it's like super haber dash. <laughs> ah. Right. As a yeah, cover could, art because this yeah. is a downloadable title, obviously. Oh sure, it's like Cooking Mama, but with hats, uh, and like uh, you could get fabric for DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like red types. fabric, you can make Mario hats, and uh, yeah, and like Professor Layton top hats, and you know, or the video game characters. Maybe they come in, but you don't know who they are without their hats on. Like Mario <laughs> would just look like some you know regular guy without the M hat. This is right, exactly. What are what are some other video game characters that use um, that wear uh, notable hats? Well, I mean, there's there's all of Valve's universe, which is very hat specific. Right. This could right. be this could be a Team Fortress tie-in game, just in and of itself. Well, I mean, a lot of um, I think what is it? What's the number? Something like ninety uh, percent of Valve's uh, Valve's revenue comes from hats that they sell in Team Fortress Two. Yes, um, it is. So- it is something like ninety-nine point seven percent of all Valve 
gross income year to date has been right, ad, right, related. Rough, roughly. And you know they've got to they've got to pay a lot of money to have people design these hats. So how brilliant would it be? <laughs> so much money, right? There's like there, uh, there I mean, is, I mean, it, in in Valve's defense. Ninety-nine point seven percent of their budget is paying designers for these hats. Well, I mean, they've got oh, a team of like yo. ten people that just design hats, right? How well, nice would it be for Valve if they could just design a game that community-based hat design? Right, you get people yes. to design the hats for you, and you don't have to do shit. You can just well, sit back and reap the rewards. That's the thing. We won't even we won't even make it look like a Valve tie-in. We'll just make this game. It'll be a downloadable title. It, it, on the surface, it's this make hats for other characters quickly game. Right. But little do people know that the hats that they're creating, that they spend this time and effort into crafting these interesting hats, all get resold as TF2 hats. We could yeah. pass that along to Valve, and they don't. There's a new revenue stream ongoing. And these... nobody read you, Liz. You could put something in there about that. And the players are none the wiser. As long as they don't listen, even to even if they were, they'd still buy them. <laughs> they'd still they'd still buy them, right? You this could be like spore creature creator big. I think people, people like would, design people hats, would spend spend money to buy their own hat. It's what that's what I'm saying. Somebody would design a hat and they'd be like, "That hat's pretty cool," and then so boot up Team Fortress and buy the hat that they just designed like so two seconds ago. They're basically paying you. They're paying you to design hats for you. Exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. It's brilliant. It's self sustaining. I like it. Put a bow on it. <laughs> Ted Bundy Adventures, submitted by Ooh Barracuda. All right, what was, what was wrong with Ted Bundy? It, what did he do? Is that, I think is he that, killed some is people. That, is that Al Bundy's brother? <laughs> yeah, this isn't this isn't what you think. But no, Ted Bundy Adventures. What about this? Is like uh, about the life of someone who uh, who has the name Ted Bundy, and it's just him his day to day struggle being named after a serial killer. But he's just a normal guy. Oh right, right. He's so, trying to like get a job, like you know, have friends or whatever. But everybody thinks about the serial killer whenever he's around. Also, also known as my life as a failure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I will say that my favorite part of like uh, Mass Effect games or RPGs is like the conversation simulators, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if we could make a game that was pretty much entirely that and kind of centered around somebody like Ted Bundy, um, who's named after a serial killer. And maybe he even looks like it, too. Let's go the full nine yards. Right. Um, you know, he looks like he looks like Ted Bundy. He sounds like Ted Bundy. And he has to explain to people that he's not. And, you know, every time, you know, you've got to come up with something that the other person would believe, to, you know. to Maybe maybe you even, maybe you even are Ted Bundy. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, can, can well, be a big I would twist? take it to this level. Maybe he's a serial killer named Ted Bundy, but he's not that Ted Bundy. And so... So he's living it's in another serial, serial killer. killer Ted Ted. Another serial killer. And he's got to out serial killer the original Ted Bundy. So people will go, Ted Bundy? You mean Theodore Robert Bundy? No. I mean Theodore Michael Bundy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe like this, like uh, the, the conversation systems, like if, if you don't handle it well, it could drive you crazy to the point of becoming a serial killer and killing the people that get you confused with the serial killer Ted Bundy. Oh, I like that. I like that. Can we talk about what the chances are that uh, there'd be two serial killers that are both both notable and named Ted Bundy? Because <laughs> I, I don't really see that happening. I mean, it's possible. And so this is revisionist history, though. So it, this is revisionist history. It doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, as, as a wise man once said, anything's possible in Mario Land. So, you know, we're making a video game. We can pretty much do what we want, right? It, it doesn't need to be probable. It needs to be possible. Okay. Or, or we could just do a Ted Bundy platformer. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Go on. 
Oh, I didn't have any other ideas past that. <laughs> no. I was just thinking how funny it would be to see Ted Bundy like hitting a block with a question mark on it. Okay, so basically, just it's just a reskinned Mario. We're talking about Super um, Bundy Brothers. This this could be just see, a Super Mario. See, when World you go to Super hack. Bundy Brothers, that goes back to my original idea. Now we're talking about Al Bundy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> First player plays as Al. Second player plays as Ted. Um. Al just wants to make jokes. I mean, he just wants to make it as a uh, as a sitcom actor, and uh, Ted Bundy just wants to kill people. So you've got that you've got that struggle between. One slays from the stage. One slays in day to day life. Ted Bundy Adventures, starring Christina Applegate. Okay. Can we get Christina Applegate involved in this in some way, shape? Probably. Or I don't oh. think she's doing anything. If there's a god, yes. Seriously, is she still hot? I don't even know. She is. How <laughs> is does that woman hot do for her? Yeah. Go Who? Page. Christina Applegate, the blonde chick from uh, that show that we were just talking about. Married <laughs> from with Children, Married with Children. Yeah. Well, how old is she now? Is she like forty? She is. Yes, forty. Seriously? Did I nail yep. it? You nailed it. I just looked at IMDb. She was born eight years before me. Wait, not till November twenty fifth. Oh, so you're gonna have geez. to hold off this podcast. Oh, seriously? Just, just about a month and a half, and then you're gonna be good. 1971. I just, I just freeballed it a little bit. Sure. <laughs> you know, we know you've got that tattooed on you. Somewhere. Yeah, seriously. Her, <laughs> not even a picture of Christina Applegate. Not even her name. Just her birthday. <laughs> just her birthday. Like, hey, what's that date mean? Oh, that's Christina it's a prison, Applegate. It's a prison tattoo. Like, <laughs> you did it with your pen. You did it with a ballpoint pen. Oh, that's just Christina Applegate's birthday, you guys. Speaking like of this. Squeak, did you guys know that uh, Christina Applegate was in Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Squeakle? The yes. Squeakle. Oh. I've masturbated to that movie multiple times. <laughs> How many times? For I need completely unrelated reasons, I'm sure. Eight, eight earlier tonight. Yanni's Very Special Christmas Massacre, submitted by Johnny Wags. Is this a Yanni-inspired massacre, or is it a, there's a massacre by Yanni? <laughs> well, I, I, when you say a massacre inspired by Yanni, I just Googled some pictures of Yanni. So that's not too far fetched. Well, I don't know if you've ever heard Yanni's music, um, but it's it's not what I would consider good. Okay. Um, it, <laughs> How dare you? And <laughs> I I can't I don't know if a game with Yanni as the lead character would would sell to to today's youth, which is I think kind of the the, the cornerstone of our demographic. Well, sure. Can we just have him do the soundtrack then? Is I don't that think something... that's going to sell it either. Okay. Well, um, maybe I don't. Maybe Yanni has realized that his his stranglehold on the Christmas album market is slowly slipping away. He just doesn't have the, he just doesn't have the time to pump out Christmas albums like he used to. Well, and who so does he clones really? himself? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're talking multiple Yannis, oh, upwards shit. of four or five hundred <laughs> Yannis. Right, <laughs> working round the clock to put out Christmas albums, and the massacre is not inspired by Yanni. It is not perpetrated by Yanni. It is perpetrated on Yanni. So you're massacring all of these Yannis. Okay, yeah, because um, eventually, you know, the I mean, you can't really release like Christmas albums right on top of each other, right? I mean, you're saturating the market. Right, um, they're not what, very special anymore. That's right. the problem. So what happens is that these Christmas albums start to bleed over into other seasons. I mean, you're getting you're getting Christmas in July, which is fine, but you're also getting Christmas in June, April, May. Uh, you're starting to get all these Christmases, and that's just not going to do. No. Mm-mm. So who's our who is our who, who is our protagonist in this story? Who would who would hate 
multiple like Christmas throughout the year more than anybody. Well, I mean, you it's one of two things. You either have to hate Christmas enough to massacre all these Yannis, or you just have to hate Yanni enough to massacre all these Yannis. Um, right. Does Yanni have a nemesis? Yes, he does. And who is that? In, in the wild, the natural predator of a Yanni would be a Kenny G. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you guys came up with that because I just Googled something I hoped that I would never have to Google, and that's Yanni's nemesis. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope that never happens again. Yeah, it really didn't get me anything notable. <laughs> no, Kenny G is in, indefinite. Like, that's that's the perfect nemesis for Yanni. Okay. For anyone. For anyone, really. really? For anyone, yeah. <laughs> Except my mom. My mom's a big Kenny G fan. Mm. That's weird. Like, big Kenny G fan is in picture on the refrigerator Kenny G fan? Or... <laughs> that's big. Like, she has, she has two, like, she, she owns two or three CDs, and I think one of them's Kenny G. One's a Michael Bolton best of. And the third is also Kenny G. (laughs) Third is also Kenny G. It's a back Kenny Kenny G G. doing Michael Bolton covers. Yeah. (laughs) Kenny G, the G side. In case you can't find the first Kenny G album. Right. You need to have a second. What happened to my Kenny G? All right. Whip out the backup. (laughs) I just need to hear some smooth saxophone jams. Um, uh, 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 well, I mean, are there any can, are there any Yanni songs that feature saxophones? I don't know. I, I don't, think he's a piano man. I don't think there are, and I and I think that um, the reason being, it's not just coincidence. It's because he he's actually allergic to smooth saxophone music. Ooh, right. I like. This. I mean, like allergic to the point of, I mean, hives. His throat swells up. He can't breathe. I mean, he's he'll die. And, I mean, you know, if these are all clones, it means they all feature the same genetic makeup. They all feature the same allergies. So maybe the first half of the game is you trying to get a hold of uh, Yanni's medical records to find out what he's allergic to. Right. Well, sounds logical. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you're like, we got to stop this Kenny G, we got to find out what his weakness is. You know, the first thing that you're going to do is look up his medical records. Can we get John Tesh involved in this in some way, shape, or form? You could can. Tesh, could this be a Tesh-related project? I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. Ha- he doesn't have a whole lot of hair. Not as much as you would think at first glance. Who, Yanni? No, John Tesh. I just googled a picture oh. of him. I don't know what that's going to tell me about his character. <laughs> it's just going to tell me what he looks like. You're going to tell. You're, you're only going to learn how hard-lined his jaw is. Oh, it's so hard-lined, right? You could grate cheese on his jaw. In fact, Maybe. I have, and it makes for an excellent pizza. It's like one, one of the more intricate parts of my. Life. I mean, he well, and the, the key to that is that you just have to do it at the right time. You have to make, you have to wait until his stubble reaches just the perfect grain. Right, and then make sure he's looking the other way because he can get really angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just start slap fighting. So maybe slap fights. Maybe maybe Yanni is allergic to two things: smooth jazz. Maybe you can make this a co-op game. He's allergic to smooth jazz and chiseled jawlines. Yes, I I I'm upset that this game doesn't exist now. Well, I'm I'm just going to tell you right now that John Tesh is my new desktop background. <laughs> the thing is, is like this is the entire reason I came on the podcast was to Trojan horse John Tesh into all of your life. I actually I'm going to tell you what my uh, what my background really is. It's uh it's John Tesh's body with Christina Applegate's face. Snow White and the Seven Samurai, submitted by Shonen413. That actually sounds more like a Japanese epic movie. Okay. Okay. Well, 
<laughs> we we do all which isn't of... really what we discuss, but <laughs> well, it's maybe it's just a long cutscene, and the game is very short. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you got the opening cutscene. It's actually a three and a half hour cutscene, and uh, you Get play one credits, quick yeah. time animation. It is right. though. It What's is that? Skippable. It's skippable. <laughs> at any time to skip the cutscene and go directly to the credits. <laughs> okay, so the cutscene is an hour and a half long. It's, right. it's that full. It's that full ninety minutes, and then after the cutscene. It, it's not even like a quick time event. You don't even have to be at the ready. You just get a choice. Like you could go one way or the other, and it's really inconsequential to the story. What if what if the the one moment of playability is your Snow White, who is a geisha? I'm assuming in this world. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, with the samurai. So she wakes up in the samurai's like she is she is she's coming to their cottage and she wakes up in their bed and then there's like three seconds where you can like try to stand up and get out of bed before they impale you with their swords, like, all at once. And if you do and succeed in standing up, they still impale you. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, like, obviously. Well, let's let's yeah. talk about that. I mean, if you have the choice to get impaled in any one position, what would it be? Yeah, standing, <laughs> sitting, lying that's down. That's your liberty pose. I'm going to go with doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> See, who doesn't like a good doggy style, you know? So No, I like that. You know what I think? Um, I think it would be great if you could actually release a game like that and people didn't know you just hype it up and you're like this game is gonna be so great you guys are gonna love it and then they get to play they like get to play for for like two seconds literally and then it's over but the problem with that is that like i mean with the internet nowadays you know people are gonna find out what this game what you need is you need guerrilla marketers out there like hitting all the message boards and spreading all this stuff like okay if you skip any part of the intro it won't make sense to you yeah you you won't get the the best ending right and then like Anything that happens to the, like, okay, first of all, let's put it out only on the PS3 so that we can use 6-axis, because if the controller moves during the <laughs> intro cutscene, it counts as an instantly input. skips, okay? You get so a like, new trophy every 15 minutes. Oh, god damn it, point. there was an earthquake. I skipped the cutscene. <laughs> you have to put, like, some sort of protective shell around the controller to make sure that it doesn't move in any way, shape, or form during you the intro. can't pause. Right. Mm-hmm. No, no. Pausing would take you out of long the enough so that people are uncomfortable. Like well, tell them to get it first, and then make it like three hours. And when people complain, when people like get on the internet and they complain, and they're like, "This game was only two minutes long." Well, you didn't get the best ending, and just <laughs> we could just insist that there's a better ending out there up? when Did there's you stand not. Stand all the way up when you. Did you flex your calf muscles to their fullest extent? <laughs> are you sure? You shake the controller while you were trying to stand up. Well, oh yeah, but really what about on the Xbox? It? Like in uh, using Connect, and if the Connect oh. sense you move away from the TV, then <laughs> if the Connect sense senses... you, <laughs> you have to stand exactly in the same position during the entire right. scene. If you yeah. move, if you blink, like and they I think, I think there's just actually there's actually one part of the cutscene where you actually have to press a button. You you don't know whether or not you should do it, right? Because <laughs> you don't want to. Well, I mean, if you there is it's always there, but if you don't do it. You don't get the best ending. I mean, sometimes the time to press the button is never. Guys, is it, guys, is this Dragon's Lair? <laughs> it's Dragon's Lair, it except be. without all the gameplay. Oh. You know, we'll patch it some point to have like the extra, like cut the extra, um, like true ending, and it's just a cut scene that just. I mean, the same thing happens in the end; it just takes longer. Maybe in the re-release, we'll make it so that the cut scene automatically ends, and then it goes to where she's laying in bed. But that's really just a cut scene too. So then they press it, and then it really ends. Whoa, save it for the Game of the Year edition.
Gone with the Earth, Wind, and Fire, submitted by Shonen413. I mean, like, how do you, how do you, we've come, we've, like, had so many suggestions that contain some sort of band name, right? So, like, how do you, how do you, how do you make a game without defaulting to the music genre, right? I mean. You can't. You, well, you can, and I think we got to figure out how to do that, you know, because right, we're, right. so we're innovators. How, we how are you just being stubborn? About all right, well, how about, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, Gone with Earth, Wind, and Fire, it could be groupies that follow Earth, Wind, and Fire around on tour in their heyday, and you learn about the band through the groupies. Uh-huh. And, I've, like, got, you... I've got a critical, like, moment in the band's history that we could create where Philip Bailey considers breaking off and just working with Phil Collins exclusively because Easy Lover was such a great hit. It and was. so there's all this turmoil associated with that. And then you got to convince Philip Bailey not to leave Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wow, and like the love of a groupie could uh, could change them if you work hard enough. And then you hope that the next leap will oh. be the leap home. Can we? Can the uh, quantum leap and Earth, Wind, and Fire? I think it's together. Like it's a it's a it's a logical. Mix. Oh, so the gone with the portion, like it's not it's not a gone with the wind. You know, like it's it's got nothing to do with that. It's just the logical connection in the title. But basically, you're talking about. Um, you know, the whole gone portion is like is the quantum leap aspect. We've got a quantum leap slash Earth, Wind, and Fire crossover, is what you're saying. Quantum leap between all the different groupies for Earth, Wind, and Fire. So, like, you have to use their all each of their specific talents. Wait, wait a minute. What if all would what if all of the members of of uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire have the leap. have the ability to quantum leap, but only into each other? <laughs> Which like, I, I assume was always the case, anyway. Right. So when, except for Philip Bailey, so now they all have to convince him. Well, see, you're using the actual band members' names. I'm just going to call them Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> uh, so so when Wind <laughs> fucking does something that's uncharacteristic, Earth is like fire did you quantum leap into wind again <laughs> you realize that earth wind and fire is like two dozen people no it's not it's only three people i'm sure of it like a heart could come along and then they could have like a captain planet thing what was it they did a lot of elements and heart <laughs> okay so this could be maybe this is a um is, is a sequel to the last uh to the last captain planet game except heart died in <laughs> that one so so we just got heart heart split off and started their own band heart yeah, let's turn this on its head. It's got nothing to do with Earth, Wind, and Fire, the band. So, you know, I mean, it's, that's a lot less playable characters, a lot less character models that we have to make. I like this better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, once you said two dozen people, I started thinking that's a lot of work. I really don't mm-hmm. don't want to do all that. There's there's m- more sequins and bell bottoms than we're prepared to. Take. <laughs> two dozen. Two dozen is twenty four, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and my, like my biggest problem was, you know, how are we going to how are we going to make the Soul Train scene like, you know, that I don't think that there's I don't think that there's a system out there powerful enough to handle all those bell bottoms. So going back to Captain Planet, like who were Water and Heart? That was Water was the Russian chick, right? And then Heart was the little little guy from South America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was little. I mean, it's not. Racist. I know. I'm kidding. He was little. He was small. <laughs> He was brown. Why was hung out with a monkey? Why There's wasn't monkey. water from like an island or something? Like why? You said he was from Russia. She, <laughs> was, yes, she was from Russia. I I've seen that show. <laughs> I promise. I think I, I think that water in Russia. I think that was water. I, I I get wind and water confused sometimes because those were the girls. One was from, I guess, some indescript Asian country, and then the other was from Russia. You you know what I hate about a fistful of pixels? Can I just can I just be honest with you guys right now? 
is the whole that, thing. Every, well, that every aspect of it. First of all, the whole thing, and yes. second of all, that every time we do an episode, I Google things that I'm not proud of. Okay. <laughs> like, like Captain Planet. I don't have to. I don't want to have like to goatee. Google Captain Planet plus water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay with that. So maybe Captain Planet has has long since like not been. He's not been around because water and and heart died. Um, I'm gonna say water is actually her name is I don't know how you pronounce G I. Um, I'm gonna say Yi. Yeah, we'll just say Yi. Right. It was it was the nondescript Asian girl. Yeah, she was from China. Okay, so then China slash Asia. She and the heart guy they died unceremoniously somehow. Really, Mm -hmm. heart was from Brazil. He was. And uh, did he do capoeira? Maybe the monkey killed him. I don't know. Um, Which monkey was there? Monkey. He had a monkey friend, yes. Okay. Maybe there's a fight over the monkey, and it was a murder-suicide. I don't know. Is this a Rise of the Planet of the Apes crossover? Is that what this is? <laughs> but, but all that remains is Earth, Wind, and Fire, and they've got to figure out how to bring back Captain do, Planet. Do, do, they, do they have, have a soul meter? Wind. That's right. We went off the no, Earth. We're wind. just back to the band. <laughs> there, 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 there are so many characters in this game. I don't know which end is up. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the point. Where were we going with this? Okay, so Earth, Earth, Wind, and Fire. What do they have to do now? I'm so lost. Uh, okay, so if we're going the Captain Planet route, obviously, well, which we are, of course. Obviously, Water and Heart are dead. Uh huh. Yeah, that's true. So this is a gritty. Without gritty all five of them, they can't create. Wait, Captain Planet. so they no, they can create pe- Captain Planet. He just doesn't have all of his appendages. He's, he's, got, he's like, missing. He's got like, an a leg. He's missing like one leg, and like half of his face is like deformed. <laughs> he's like, why so, would you summon me like this? <laughs> what's wrong with you? So gone with the Earth, Wind, and Fire. The gone portion of it is really his like right arm and leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gone. <laughs> I like but I this. mean, what's the what's what is our what is our objective then? Well, I mean, it's it's the same we just, thing. We Captain... just summon Captain Planet once and look at him and go, ooh, poke him with a stick, maybe. Or, well, or... Captain Planet, I mean, his objective is the same thing it's always been, you know, to to take pollution down to zero, right? But right. I mean, because he's a hero, <laughs> but he has to do it now, disabled. Uh, I mean, it's not so bad, right? I mean, like he gets he gets disability benefits and. Huh. He's got. I mean, he's got to hover around. I mean, it's it's not so bad, but I mean, it's is not. His a, new, is his new catchphrase? The power is partially yours. <laughs> <laughs> Trains Thrashball League 2077, submitted by Shonen413. Part of what entices me about this is that I like I like the idea of exploring what Thrashball actually is. Um, Thrashball being the uh, sport that Coltrane plays in the Gears of War franchise. Of course. Oh, so this is not Roscoe P. Coltrane from TV's Dukes of Hazard. Uh it can be. <laughs> but okay. I mean, uh Thrashball is is definitely from the Gears of War franchise. I think um, Ros- the I think James Best, the actor who portrayed Roscoe on TV's Dukes of Hazard, also played Thrashball. Really? Well, couldn't this be a team c- consisted like entirely out of people named Coltrane? Like ja- great jazz saxophonist John Coach- Coltrane could be on it. Maybe it's a train of people named Cole. Ooh. So they're just they're just <laughs> running a train on. Nope, not that. <laughs> a train of coal, a, a, a coal train made up of people named Coal Train. Triple X Lost in Time, submitted by Shonen Four One Three. I see this as like 
as like a retro game. Okay. Um, and all of a sudden, it's it's 16 pixel style. Well, I'm going to say the first thing, though, is that he says is the movie not porn. Um, are we going to heed this warning or ignore it? I was I was thinking it could be Vin Diesel's triumphant return to the role of Triple X. Excellent. Which was unceremoniously dumped onto Ice Cube for a while. Yeah, didn't he right. die, though? This could be like a, I don't know, maybe it could be like a, there could be some mysticism added to it. Like he resurrects himself somehow or another. Maybe Bill and Ted, like, picked him up. He yeah. thought he died. But it was a Bill and Ted in. Internet. What about a pornographic version of the movie Triple X? There's no reason we can't do that. Uh, absolutely not. I mean, he did say the movie, not porn. But I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, what does he really mean by that? Yeah. So that I'm would be like six. List. That would be like six X's. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> triple X, triple, triple X, X, triple X edition. Oh, oh, that's delicious. Um, is this is this then? I mean, because Vin Diesel's gay, right? Isn't he? I don't I'm think sure so. He's an upstanding gentleman, no matter what he does. Okay, okay. Are you worried right now, um, Adam, that that Vin Diesel listens to this show? <laughs> is that is that are what you're? I'm worried concerned. About? Are you willing to take he that does. chance? Vin Diesel, I'm over here with this. I love the show. <laughs> okay, no, that's... I'm gonna get you, Adam. Fuckers, <laughs> that was Vin Diesel, guys. You know what's funny though is that your your Tom Waits impression is not <laughs> is not that good. It's like when you start doing a Tom Waits impression, it doesn't sound anything like that. So, so what? Uh, what's the title again? Triple X. This is Triple X Lost in Time. So maybe I mean Triple X is all about oh, the stunts, oh, right? Got an idea. I got an idea. Uh, so in Triple X two, they said Vin Diesel's character died. I don't care if that's a spoiler. If you're worried about triple X spoilers, you're stupid. Uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe he didn't die, but he got stuck in time. Oh, so and this is what happens with him while Ice Cube's off having adventures as his replacement. And he's then he's he pops back out and can kill Ice Cube, right? <laughs> well, I was gonna think, say that maybe at the end he could pop out back in the time stream, and then they can make another triple X movie to lead directly into that. I'll uh, enter the Matrix. Hmm, I like that. But so what would he do, like, when he's stuck in time? What would have Vin Diesel do, like, back in, like, a, I don't know, a Shakespeare's time? He could become a prominent actor back then, too. So you're playing as Vin Diesel, then. You're not trying to rescue Vin Diesel. No, you're playing as him, and you're trying to get back. You're, like, jumping through rips in time or whatever. You go in, almost like, it could be like Vin Diesel could be a new Doctor Who-type character. Can we make, um, now this might be getting a little bit, like, this might be, you know, stumbling into the into the realm of actual good video game ideas, which I don't think the triple X franchise really deserves, but can we make a game where you play as ice cube? Well, one, one player plays as ice cube trying to rescue Vin Diesel from the time stream. And the other player plays as Vin Diesel trying to get back from the time stream and different things. Like you don't play together, but different things that each person does like in their own perspective, in their own like respective games, like influences the other person's game. Yeah, one like on that. This is a DS game. In one screen you are Ice Cube, the other screen you are Vin Diesel. And the Ooh. stuff you do as Vin Diesel in the past affects the level layout for Ice Cube on the top Whoa. screen. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Are, do do you play through each level simultaneously though? Or is this like uh the world ends with you where like two people play in the same system? Mm, <laughs> I like to be able to play as, as many versions of Triple X as I can. Diarrhea Ninja submitted by the Roostar. Diarrhea Ninja. I don't know. That's a little on the nose. Diarrhea on the nose. <laughs> Fuck. Is that is that like water on the knee? Huh. Gonna, I don't know. I think water on water on the knee would probably be better. I think, water I think being a Diarrhea like Ninja would probably be like 
that is one of the things that would make it very difficult to be a ninja. Because yeah, people, oh, not right. just by sound, but by scent as well. Well, and I mean, I think like I think things that make it difficult to be a ninja has only been explored in you know one other property, and that's Beverly Hills Ninja. Um, you know, so you, you, which you, I think had a diarrhea joke or two in it. it well, it did, but the I mean, the main you know the main touch point for that was that you know Chris Farley's fat, and it's tough for him to to do some of the moves characteristic to a ninja. Um, I think one of the other things that would make it difficult is diarrhea. Um, maybe also <laughs> pretty much just diarrhea. I guess the only thing that can really get in the way of you and your dreams of being a ninja is diarrhea. Like, yeah, but like... uh, I would be kind of reluctant to come out with a game with this title because that's just opening the door for critics to just say, it stinks. Diarrhea Ninja is a trained master ninja who has to go assassinate someone in Mexico. And he arrives and, you know, just hangs out, has a couple drinks. Drinks the water. His, yeah. Drink some water. And next thing you know, Montezuma's revenge is hitting old ninja boy. What if the ninja fought Montezuma? What if he fought using diarrhea? Maybe yeah. the only thing that can cure him of his diarrhea is the Mexican water. Whoa. I like the idea of assassinating Montezuma's ghost. <laughs> yeah, the, like, the, the, yeah, yeah, the ninja could end diarrhea. That could be like his, his goal. And he could fight Montezuma. Yeah, he the is end. the diarrhea ninja. He is a ninja assassin. Of diarrhea. Mm-hmm. You'll get them in the end. I ate a snake. Submitted by the Roostar. Speak. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just set up for delicious peen. That's the subtitle for I ate a snake. I ate a snake. Delicious peen. Mmm, delicious. Has you seen my babby? Submitted by the Roostar. <laughs> well, has he? Maybe there's just two buttons. There's <laughs> a yes button. You, no. can, you, you can say yes or no. Like it shows you. Oh, it shows you a scene, and then you got to pick out if you saw that babby. Mm-hmm. It's got. It's basically it's a database of all the babbies in the world, and you the babytron five thousand. Right, the babytron five thousand, and what it does is it shows you a picture of a babby, and you can either hit yes or no. Have <laughs> you ever seen? Yeah. And that could be a way. This could be tied into a real database in missing children, and you know, if it, ha- it show you a real kid, you say yes, then it asks you where, and you say where, and it could help them find the kids. Start answering those questions. Please tell me where my baby is. No, no, it's actually. I'd really like to know where you saw that baby because I've been looking for it for a long time. Right. Well, you could do it anonymous, and you get some sort of achievement. And achievement unlocked. You're going to jail for two. So people are basically. I mean, you know, you know how many people are achievement horrors. They just love to have as many points as they can get. So what they'll do is they'll be going outside and they'll be looking at as many babbies as they possibly can, just to just to get that achievement. Either that, or we'll we'll have people who haven't really seen those babbies and are leading people on a wild goose chase just for achievement points. I think this could do more for finding runaway children than uh, runaway trained by Soul Asylum did. <laughs> Well, I, what we'd have to do is, I mean, you wouldn't really get points just by saying, yes, I found that babby. You'd have to get points um, if that babby actually gets found. Yeah, right? only if, if it's, it's found, true. exactly. So, right. Uh, you know, because if it's not found, I mean, you can really game the system, and we don't want that. That's true. You know, what if you started kidnapping kids, too, just to get ahead in the game? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, that's a thing that you could do. Right. Um, I mean, how many people rented the Avatar game just to get the 1,000 achievement points in like five minutes? Oh, exactly. Exactly. So people would uh, – so what's, would... what's, what's pulling a couple kids? Well, I mean, and this – that's the problem with this game. What is I... it other than a federal offense, you know? <laughs> Some things are worth the sacrifice. I think every time that you say that, yes, you have seen a babby, there, there has to be like a countdown timer 
and if you if the babby is not found in a certain amount of time, then you would have to lose points. You because have otherwise, to you would just say yes to every babby, and eventually some of those babbies are going to get found. Yeah, but yeah, you got to be still. Or if you had if you can get the kid and hold him in front of your connect, it'll yes. scan it, scan it in facial scan. Well, and like part of the part of the worry that people have about video games is they're going to distract people from doing things that are really important, like feeding their children, or. Um, or you know, going out and saving the rainforest, or doing things that you know, like that people really should care about. So what you know, what we need to do is we need to combine those things with games, so that people, even if they think they're ignoring that stuff, they're really not. You're talking gamification now. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. To protect the babbies. To protect the babbies. <laughs> okay. Um, the first thing that we should do is teach people how to spell baby. <laughs> That's not how you spell baby. Oh shit! Okay, well we're doing good work already. No, <laughs> no, that's oh. not it. <laughs> okay, so then the game should be called "Has You Seen My Baby?" <laughs> yes. And like, if, yes. oh yeah, and if you say if you click yes, then it's that clip from Mel Gibson from Ransom saying, "Give me back my son." <laughs> Mick Jagger has that song. Has anyone seen my baby? You could use that. Mm-hmm. That could be the theme music. My baby. What if it? I mean, what if you know? Get him to re-record it. It comes up and it says, "Has you seen? Has you seen this baby or this babby?" And you say yes, right? You say yes, and it says where, and you you just say it's connect. It's connect enabled, right? So it's just voice recognition, and you just you just say over there. (laughs) (laughs) Connect is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Open a closet door. (laughs) Calling police. Or maybe after they ask you if you if you've seen the babby. If you say yes, then they give you a grammar lesson on whether or not it should be babby or baby. <laughs> and then once they've got that important detail out of the way, then they start at, then they start going, okay, now where did you see this kid again? Of course, by the time you get that all finished, the the babby's dead. I well, mean, there's, there's a, it's a two-week like uh, phonics course, basically. But <laughs> once you've made it through that, we can focus on that baby. Oops, you should uh, focus more on finding that babby, huh? Yep. You should have said no, and then when we asked you if you've seen this baby, then you would have said yes. DMX presents a 90s nostalgia comedy, Where Are My Pogs At? Submitted by Snapstacle. Um, I'm going to submit that the baby took him. <laughs> that's the whole, that's really the whole, the whole thing's that title? Uh, that's the whole thing. That's a nice, I don't know if there's enough characters in that title for me to really warrant spending much time talking about it there's a whopping two colons <laughs> i mean i usually only discuss topics that have at least three colons in their title deaf comedy jams presents dmx presents a 90s nostalgia comedy where are my pogs at you get russell simmons involved it'll raise the profile oh he's the he's the black guy yeah <laughs> He's he's the black guy. He's not, that not the guy that played Ruby Rod and not Dennis Rodman, but the other one. He's the and guy not that, DMX, obviously. Yeah, he's the guy that wears that hat. That was the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and he's got a sweater on. Is DMX in the game? Does he be all where my pogs at? You know. <laughs> I think actually, actually, he's, he only does that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's like the intro sound effect. You know, right before you hit start, you hear where my pogs at. And really, it's just you know him kind of cashing in, putting his name on it, so that people will buy it. Yeah, it's like it's like the guy in the cover of Madden, right? You might never play as him, but you know that's why you're gonna buy it, or maybe you're not because he's Madden. Yeah, I just thought I thought that you just bought it because you're because you're a miserable prick. That <laughs> and you just bought it to tide you over till the next Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs>
God, Call of Duty is starting to get boring. Oh, thanks God, next Madden's out. I think it makes sense though, like because Vin Diesel got so much internet celebrity because he 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 said I, that he liked to play Dungeons and Dragons, and so the nerddom rallied around him. So a um w- with the best of intentions, um, DMX comes out and says, "You know what? I really love Pogs. Pogs is my <laughs> shit." <laughs> His his publicist gives him the worst advice. Yes. And says, you got to get behind this pog thing. Hey, hey, DMX, you know what the kids are into nowadays? What's that? No, it's not the internet. It's not those video games. It's pogs. My rough they, riders get behind pogs. They're like the slammers. <laughs> they're like and so then somebody, so he amasses like this this massive stack of pogs. He's like, he's got more pogs than you could. Like those tall tubes, have. right? Those tubes that are like oh, sure. two feet he's, long. No, I don't think you understand. D- DMX, uh, this is a huge, huge tie-in. I mean, DMX has his own has his own slammers. You know, mm-hmm. it's like D- DMX holographic D- DMX on the slammers. Yeah, he is. He is. He's actually trying to single-handedly bring back pod production, pog production, and then just as he's ready to launch this new line of pogs, the pogs mysteriously vanish. So now you have to answer the question, where are my pogs at? <laughs> what if what if they're not what if they didn't mysteriously vanish? What if he just misplaced them? Like he set them he set them down there. in the other room. They're still and there. Forgot and his wife just yells, "Dude, they're over here." He's like, "Oh." It's it's actually it's actually a DMX remake of the of the NES Where's Waldo game. Mhm. Um, just going to find a stack of pogs. Yeah, it's it's just it's just really unnecessarily intricate pictures. And you actually just move a cursor around the screen and select the pogs. Yeah. yeah. He, he stumbled over and knocked all of his pogs onto the floor. But he's got a really intricate, like, carpet pattern. And so... <laughs> and he's it's like, exactly <laughs> like pogs. It's an, it's an optical illusion. <laughs> and, and, he's, and so he's got to find all these pogs. <laughs> oh, God damn it, I dropped them pogs. The later levels, like you know, like the like the magic pictures where you have to cross your eyes to actually find the pogs. Yeah, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's like he's like, oh, here's one. No, that's just a poker chip. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's uh, at, the, at the higher levels. Other circular objects enter into the mix, such as like you've said, poker chips, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. poker chips, or uh, large buttons, tortilla chips. But but you know, the scoops, right? The scoops. <laughs> if you can't tell the difference between a scoops tortilla chip and a pog, <laughs> then DMX has got a little bit. You know, well, he's that, got more that, serious that's, problems. That's, that's the easy. That's the easy difficulty. Okay. Okay. And then, like, he has some platinum CDs that he's had shrunken down just to wear as like. Can I tell you guys jewelry? that I actually had a successful pog business in fifth grade? This is a true story. Um, I had access to a, a pog maker and B, a Victoria's Secret catalog. (laughs) 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 And I sold so many pogs. I probably made about $30 doing this business. So you've got some background knowledge that we can lean into to apply to the underlying premise of this pog making business. Right. Because I, I mean, I never really had the opportunity to buy a lot of pogs. So I never had, I never had the hot new pogs. So my solution was to put on pogs. You know, I think that the body pog market has been like wantonly underrepresented over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's that's why we got DMX. Yeah, DMX, DMX is, is body back. pogs. I mean, even when pogs were even when pogs were a big thing, I think, you know, body pogs were 
<laughs> I love that. I love that body pogs is is a thing that people understand now. Um, but uh, I think. By the way, when I'm saying body pogs, I don't mean b o d y pogs. I mean b a w d y pogs. <laughs> body and lewd pogs. B a w d e e. Okay. Yeah. Body, body, shoddy pogs. It's DMX. Body, body, shoddy, body, shoddy pog. You guys want to get some forties and play some body shoddies? <laughs> we can make this into a thing. That's really the whole premise of a fistful of pixels: is taking things and making them into a thing. <laughs> so, so that's good. We're well. We're we're on track. Um, oh God! If see, if I had that level of branding. Um, in the fifth grade, I think I would have made, you know, easily instead of thirty dollars, I probably would have made more like thirty-two. Seven. <laughs> yeah, like the, I would have made. I could have made tens of dollars. <laughs> it would have been great. This has been a fistful of pixels. Music by Hugo, aka Doctor Manhattan. Artwork has been provided by T. J. McKimmy. Didn't get your fill of fun and laughs on this episode of Fistful of Pixels? Well then check out these other Geekly Ink shows, including Drunks and Dragons, Casts of Thrones, Cthulhu and Friends, Dreadful Thoughts, Sayre, and Top 5 of Death. You can also check out the forums and see new content coming out daily over at geeklyinc.com. And afterwards, make sure to head over to our shop and grab some of that sweet Geekly swag. When you've finished with that, go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. 